Hey everybody, it's Kenzie here. Thank you all so much for listening to our show. We are very excited to announce a little update. Our first pieces of merch! If you head over to our website, QueerPG.com, you can check out all our new stuff. We have QueerPG logo stickers and pins, and something fun for season one. We have Wild More High Wyverns notebooks. They come in three different designs, so head over there to check it out. We are selling these through Society6, so if you go to our website, under the shop tab, you'll see the notebook. Clicking on it will redirect you so that you can purchase. Again, thank you guys so much for your support, and enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, my name is Kenzie Tartaglioni. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm your master of ceremonies. Hey, I'm Brennan Hershock. I go by he, him pronouns, and I play Sawyer Hook, the mortal. I'm April Consolo. My pronouns are she, her, and I play Ivy Duncan, a vampire. Hey there, I'm Mads McDonough. I use he, him pronouns, and I play Caleb Moore, the werewolf. And welcome to Wildmore High. For this episode includes snakes, blood, drinking blood, rodent sounds, and a very, very small amount of body horror near the end. It is a Sunday in Wildmoor in the middle of summer when you all are about eight years old, little Caleb being a bit younger. Sawyer had just had a pretty intense conversation with his father for an eight-year-old to have and was stopped from hanging out with his friends and Adam had promised that they would push the creek to the next day and that you could all have a creek day together. And so I think we find ourselves in the middle of the woods, Adam, Caleb, and Ivy already there um, doing what kids do, probably already kind of dirty for no reason as Sawyer approaches I think Adam is carrying a stick and brandishing it as a sword and he's the first to notice or hear the tires, the bike tires and looks up. Finally! Sawyer like slowly, very slowly inches down a hill like constantly pressing the brakes and like jerking to a stop every time on the downhill and then skids just forward right in front of Adam. Sorry! And I'll get off the bike, let it drop. What are, what are we doing? Ivy is like kneeling down in the creek. She has like little denim shorts and pigtails and she has Sawyer's snake just like around her neck, just chilling. She's completely unafraid of it, thinks it's really cool. Hey, Sawyer, I, wait, I have something for you. One second. And she like darts her hand into the water and pulls out a little silvery fish um, that she caught with her bare hands. Holy crap! And then she flings it at his head. Ah! 
just like swats at it. Does not try to catch it at all. <laughs> it's on the ground now, just flopping without, you know, a fish out of water. Sawyer rushes forward and like scoops up the fish, but also the rocks under the fish. That's pretty cool. Hold on. Do we have like a bag? Do we have like a bag? Adam, do you have a bag? Uh, I, I have a bag. You see now Caleb um, is also like squatting down near uh, the edge of the creek and has been looking for really shiny rocks the entire time. He's wearing uh, little uh, like denim overalls uh, that are rolled up and bunched around the thighs and like a bright red t-shirt underneath. Um, And he scuttles over to a little pack that they brought with them um, and digs inside and finds uh, a little baggie that has half of a peanut butter sandwich inside of it. He opens it up, pulls the peanut butter sandwich out, stuffs it in his mouth. He goes, here. Sawyer rushes over. By the way, Sawyer is definitely wearing like long denim shorts that are just like too big, like way past the knee, oversized Jordans and a wife beater. (laughs) That's very tight. If we want to know, Adam is wearing... Not an actual sports jersey, but one of those tank tops that like looks like it's a sports jersey. So it just has like a random number on it and no team name. And is wearing like long cargo shorts and just these old beat up sneakers. I'm rushing over. Uh, <laughs> grab the bag. Okay, um, hold on. And I'll put the bag in the water and start getting some of the remnants of sandwich out and fill it up. Put the rocks and the fish inside. There's some pieces of jelly floating in the water. I'm watching very intently while eating my sandwich. Sawyer holds it up right to his eyes. I don't know what this is. Me either, but you gotta get a new pet because I'm keeping this one. And she like gestures and takes the the snake off of her neck onto like her arm. No! I don't want this. You literally abandoned her. It, what, I just, you saw what my dad was going to do. This is not as cool. Sorry, but she likes me better. You know, she like walks through the water and it's just like kind of splashing water everywhere. I uh, just haphazardly hand the, band, the bag of fish <laughs> backwards um to caleb i i shove the rest of the sandwich like further into my mouth so my cheeks kind of like chipmunk out a little go can you hold this take the bag i need to find a cooler pet caleb you better not be hungry in like half an hour because that was the last of the sandwich and otherwise you're gonna have to just eat worms (laughs) 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 caleb eats worms (laughs) it's like peanut butter like spittle i'm just saying I don't want to hear you complaining because you ate the peanut butter and jelly sandwich too quickly. I can't understand a thing you're saying. He just stares at you for like an awkwardly long time while you're finishing chewing your sandwich. I, I stick my, my hand out like palm forward in a big stop motion. I'm holding the fish bag in the other hand and I vigorously chew and swallow the sandwich. <sighs> I said I'm not going to be hungry later. He narrows his eyes. You better not be. Or what? Worms, Caleb, worms. I don't eat worms. I'm going to make you eat worms. I don't eat worms. Sawyer lifts a rock, pulls a worm out from the ground. Oh, found one. No. Here, we can keep it in the sandwich bag. No. 
Sawyer will lift it up and like mimic putting it down his gullet. Caleb reaches forward and slaps your hand. What the heck? I wasn't actually gonna eat it. The worm like does somersaults through the air. Okay, fine. Well, if you're hungry, then you're, you'll eat worms. You don't have to eat them now. But we have to we have to find Sawyer a cooler pet than the fish. And it should fit in that tank you have, the empty tank in your room. I am looking for an axolotl. What the hell is that? My mom told me about it because she read about it in the newspaper. And something about like a, a fish that can walk on land, but also in the water... And that's what I want. So are you making that up? No, it's an axolotl. Where are we supposed to find an axolotl? You have to look under rocks or I guess they could really be anywhere because they can go on land too. So look anywhere or just give me my snake back. Okay, number one, not helpful. Number two, she's mine now and her name is Priscilla. And I'm going to feed her some worms now. And it's not my fault that you abandoned her. And Ivy, like, goes over to the same rock and lifts the whole thing up in the air with, like, one hand and starts picking worms off and dangling one near the snake's mouth to see if she'll eat it. Come on. Just walk over to Adam. Can you believe this? I mean, you did kind of shove the snake into Ivy's arms yesterday. That was just for safekeeping. You know, you knew, you knew the deal. I, I don't know if that was explained. No, that was, come on. I know the deal. I'm not the one with the snake, though. So you're going to help me steal it? I can hear you. <laughs> no, you can't. We're whispering. I can still hear you. Yeah, you're really bad at whispering. And also, I'm keeping her very safe. Okay, well, why don't we look for the axolotl thing where we look for frogs? Yeah, or, or like... A box turtle, or like, like a snub-nosed turtle, or like something even cooler, or like, um, that's all I know right now. Wait, 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 wait. Would a turtle just be an axolotl then, because it can go in the water and on the land? Sawyer just stands there, like, puzzled. They might be related. So let's look for a turtle. Okay, we'll go where the, the, the frog logs are. We've seen turtles there before. Yeah, let's go to the frog logs. What do I do with the jellyfish? What? He's a jellyfish. A fish with jelly. Jellyfish. What do I do with it? Well, I mean, sir, that was a present from Ivy. I think it'd be kind of rude if you didn't take it. Sawyer, you're my best friend. You can't turn down a gift. My best friend, you stole my snake. Look at him. I hold up the bag. I don't want the jellyfish. The, the fish at this point is looking a little, um less fish the longer that it remains in this bag <laughs> let's just release it i think it's gonna die i like snatch the bag out of your hand and peer into it and like poke it it doesn't really move i think it's fine and i shove it back at sawyer <sighs> yes i'll keep the fish but let's go look for turtles the frog logs okay let's go frog log frog log the ivy like jumps back into the water and like the snake kind of is on her shoulder and around, like, once around her arm. Adam jumps off of the bank into the creek and splashes a little bit of water up and brandishes the sword over his head and says, I will lead the charge to find 
this weird creature that Sawyer doesn't really know what it is, but we'll find it. And then starts doing like an exaggerated march through the creek. I'll look around for a stick. I grab a really big one and just start like dragging it behind me. I pick up my little pack and it's like one of those like little drawstring bags. I'll throw it over and then um, I'll watch as Sawyer attempts to drag this big weird log thing. Kind of like tilt my head to the side, just absolutely befuddled at this fool of a little boy, says my seven-year-old brain. I I go, Sawyer, you look so dumb right now. And I'm going to like run up behind and like try and heave up the other end of the stick to help carry it. Wait, don't touch that end. That's a great sword. You gotta cut yourself. I'm stronger than you are. No, you're not. Ivy, like, turns around and sees them struggling with this log and, like, splashes through. Do you need some help? I don't need any help. This is my great sword. I can handle it. She, like, lifts it up in the air with one hand. Fine. You get the great Ivy. No, I'll give it I'll give it back. You want it? No, you can obviously wield it better than me. It's okay. I'll give it back. And then she just drops it into the water and it splashes both of them. (laughs) (laughs) Sawyer will then just like kind of wander backwards a little bit behind Ivy as Ivy speeds off. And also just keep a little distance from the younger Moore. Um, and pick up a stick that's just like thinner, but definitely has like a sharp end on it. And we'll like kind of just take and start like peeling away pieces of the bark. Caleb, um, like has watched Ivy run off and looks down at this big heavy log, knowing that, yeah, sure, I'm stronger than Sawyer is, but I still can't lift this by myself and gets a little disgruntled just thinking about it. And then by the time they're looking up, everyone else has walked on without them. They hurriedly look down around them, like looking for anything that looks like something kind of like what Adam has, but not, but maybe something like what Sawyer has, but not, and instead settles on, um, there's a big husk of bark that was shorn off of a tree. Maybe it was hit by lightning. Maybe it was just a storm that blew through that like really rattled the forest around them. But it's this big like kind of hunk of bark that they're able to get their hands around. And it's dry enough. It's not too saturated with like the the goo of like the forest floor that it is sturdy to a degree. And they tap the side of it and it's almost like a weird little shield. And they look back to the group. Hey, guys, wait up! Ivy kind of runs to catch up with Adam. He has stopped the exaggerated march, but is walking like very straight back, shoulders square, stick brandished like a sword about to encounter something jumping out of the trees, and is holding himself like a knight would. Um, as you run up behind him, and as you do, he hears your splash, and he turns around and says, Who goes there? It is I. The midnight night, and Ivy, like, realizes that she's the only one without a weapon at this point, and kind of, like, sinks down, and is like, You have entered into my kingdom. All of you are trespassers. And she, like, whips around and looks at the two behind her. 
dare you to cross me? Adam glances back towards Sawyer and Caleb and says, I've never heard of the Midnight Knight. How do I know you're not lying to us? And points the stick into your face. Ivy like unravels the snake from her body. See here, my dragon of truth. She knows when you're being honest. And she like holds the tiny little snake's face against her cheek and goes, Priscilla, am I telling the truth? And the snake like flicks its little tongue out and, and like licks her on the cheek. And then she like whips the snake around and approaches Adam's face with it and is like, how do I know that you are who you say you are? He kind of like moves his face, like trying to get away from the snake, not wanting it anywhere near his face. He goes, I, stop it, get out, get away. Priscilla will tell you. Priscilla knows all. <laughs> and she like gets the snake's face right next to Adam's and is like, you scared? No. You scared of my dragon? I have slain dragons before. It's just a little dragon. Oh, look, she likes you. The snake kisses his little cheek. Stop it. All right. I suppose you can say. When that's happening, Caleb would have definitely heard under Sawyer's breath. It's not even a dragon. It would be more like a worm. Dragons have four legs. Sawyer. What? Are you not going to come defend me? Yeah. To the night of midnight. No, rush forward and stand next to Adam. I know I don't want to move the snake. I'll just push my hand up against the face of the snake. There you go. This is why Priscilla doesn't like you anymore. And I hold Priscilla's little face up to my mouth and tongue touch. Oh, you're going to get diseases. Her tongue is like still kind of out. She's like, I don't think so. I think so. I think snakes have a bunch of diseases and kissing them gives you diseases. I don't think I have a disease. I don't think I want to touch you after this. Caleb likes eating worms and Ivy likes kissing snakes. Y'all both are weird. Ivy like palms Sawyer's face and Ah! is like, I'm touching you. I'm touching you. And I'm just like swinging the stick. Trying to like pop against your hand. Not the pointy bit, but just like the brunt, brunt side. Just papping away at your forearm. Stop! As this is happening, Caleb is realizing that this hunk of bark is a little more unwieldy than he thought. It's not exactly even. So it's his movements are really hindered. And he's also trying to like keep up with kids that are much taller than him. Like, so he's like trying to like jump over like sticks and logs and brambles and like everything else. And all the while being like, guys, wait up. I said, wait, I said, whoa. And like his foot tangles between uh, like two weird rocks that he sort of slipped on. And he tumbles like full tilt with this bark shield held outright like a bowling ball, (laughs) like moving straight through between where Ivy's hand is out against Sawyer's face and just pummels through the both of them. There's a splash and uh, Caleb is now just doused in water, dripping off of his hair and clothes. Wait, everybody hide. Caleb's the water beast. Water beast! Water beast! I have slain many of those too. Let's run! And then Adam starts running farther down the stream. Are they running toward me or away from me? Away. 
I'm like sitting like flat on my ass, like legs like straight out in front of me. My sad little shield like knocked over next to me. And my, because I like took the tumble that I did, I've got like sticks and twigs like in my hair, like a couple of like scrapes on my arms and my knees now too. And I just kind of like sit there for a minute. I can hear their footsteps getting further and further and further away from me. The splash as it goes. And I just go, <sighs> don't cry. Don't do it. Don't do it. No. Mm. <clears throat> of course. I look down at my shield, strangely still intact. I lean into my knees and stand myself back up, pick up my shield, and I follow. You guys run until you reach this area where the creek becomes not like a, a deep pond or anything, but just like widens into a more circular source of water. It's a little bit deeper here, and there are like remnants of like fallen trees that kind of like lay across it and break up the water flow and you see a ton of logs and this is where you often go to search for frogs and bugs and the like and adam runs in and jumps over a log and turns around to you guys ivy and sawyer and says okay split up i get that log you get that log ivy and you take that log sawyer we're gonna find this thing or a turtle because it could yeah, be the same thing you got it i bet i find one before you do no you won't She's not going to find one before me. No, you, you would definitely find one first. I know. Let's find one before- Quick! Oh, and runs into them and starts just like searching, just like ripping moss off these logs and like picking up rocks and hands like going through the bed of the creek. And eventually, Caleb, you catch up close enough to hear, No, I can't find it! I'm like waiting in the creek now. Um, it's coming up to my knees, at least. I have my sad little shield. I'm covered in mud and sticks and bits, and I just look absolutely miserable. I look at my brother, who is just being so stupid and dumb and ran off without me again. You see him like just ripping at things, and he also like actively looks mad. Like, not like just like frustrated of like, we're searching for something that no one knows what it looks like, but like, just like looks actively angry. He's even more annoying when he's like this. I see Sawyer like next to him trying to like assist placate. Sawyer's <laughs> standing there just trying to listen for like- Yeah, oh. just looking so confused. And I kind of shake my head. I look over at Ivy, who arguably is the most put together of us always. And I like, plunk 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 through the water over to where ivy is and say did you find anything yet i found a spider and she like opens her palm for this like giant definitely like probably poisonous water spider she's like i don't know priscilla doesn't seem to like it and i don't think it's really what sawyer's looking for but i think he's pretty cool i get like really close to the spider and my mouth is like a little bit open just looking at it and i go do you think, do you think it's poisonous? I didn't really think about that. Or is it the venom? Is that the one? What's the difference? Sawyer was trying to I, say- Wait, no, it's venom. Venomous, like venomous is when you bite something and it, it dies, right? And then poisonous is like when you, the, uh, the thing, you bite it, you bite it and you die. So we shouldn't bite it. No. No. I think if we don't bite it, we'll be fine. Yeah. I kind of want to bite it. 
Don't bite it. What do you think? No. And then Ivy, no. like, brings the spider up to her mouth and, like, with one sharp tooth, bites this spider. Just as before with Sawyer, I, I just slap your hand. <sighs> I really wanted to see what would happen. Even though you have, like, mega superpowers, you can't just bite spiders. I think I can. I think you're stopping me from being my coolest self. I think I'm stopping you from having the worst poops of your life. Ivy does think about that for a second. <laughs> I guess you're right. I nod my head like I am a wise old sage in this seven-year-old body. <laughs> I found one! No way! No, you didn't! No! No, that's a rock! Yeah, that's what I thought. Ivy, like, mutters to herself, like, how did he even mix those up? And then lifts, like, a giant rock and is like, Caleb, do you see anything under there? Can I stare into the abyss? Yeah, yeah. Okay, roll your 2d6 and add your dark. It's a seven. Okay, this is going to be like a lot of like sensory like stuff, I think is how he kind of taps into that. So he's kneeling down in the water now. The water that before I said came up to his knees. So he's like squatted entirely in the water right now. Maybe just a little bit of like his like abdomen is out of the water but his arms are completely there too he's crouched over top of it in a weird way that his head is almost like a foot away from the water itself and the way that ivy has picked up this giant rock and is holding it aloft is almost creating this like enclosed space above his head like it's shaded and dark here and it creates like a weird echo effect off of like the noise like bouncing from the water to where the rock is. It's almost like a pseudo cave for such a small kid. And my hands are searching through the dirt and the muck of this creek water and getting stuck in that silty, like almost silky texture of moss and dirt and water and reeds. And there's a moment where my like not I don't like tunnel vision but it's almost like the noise around me I can only hear my breathing and how it's echoing off of the water drips and the rock above me and this really distant chatter of Sawyer and my brother and Ivy asking me if I see anything yet and I take in a deep breath and my hand catches on something that snares up almost in between where my fingers are and it's rough and sharp and the texture is so different from the soft sand and dirt that I was lifting through that my eyes like laser focus in on it and I clamp my hand down. As you do that all of the sounds that you're hearing the dripping of water the distant voices stay the same but like just warp slightly where like the water drips take longer to hit the ground and then they're not hitting water anymore but they're hitting stone and you hear voices but they're coming through as if you were listening to something in slow motion and you see this black ichor dripping and you don't see what's you picked up anymore you just see this like black ooze starting to flow down your hands and just twist across your skin until it's covering it's almost completely consuming you and there's like a a low hearty 
mocking chuckle and then it feels like that black earther is trying to get into your mouth and it does and it gets down your throat and then of your eyes kind of open back up into the world i breathe in really sharply through my nose in a way that it almost like you know whenever like you have bad allergies you have that like post nasal drip that whenever you try and take in a deep breath through your nose, how it almost gets like stuck and clogged for a minute. There's this like stutter where his shoulders brace up around whatever it is that he's holding. And he's looking just like dead fish eyes into the water, not even at whatever is in his hand now. Caleb, did you see anything? I don't want it. I don't, I don't want it. Take it back. Take it back. I don't want it. I don't want it. And I shove whatever is in my hand at Ivy. It's a big rock. So she kind of like kneaded both hands, but like lets it fall down back into the water and it splashes up. It's kind of covered in dirt and you can kind of brush it off a little bit. And it seems to be this iron circle, either like engraved or like stamped. Ivy stares at this thing. Wow. Caleb, how did you find treasure? Caleb is dunking his hands into the creek water and splashing it up against his face and like around his mouth like he's trying to clean something off. Caleb? I I I didn't I didn't mean to. I'm 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 sorry. Is it bad? Is no, it No. It's it's cool. It's really cool. You think it's cool? Caleb looks at it now for the first time and takes in like the weird textured pattern and reaches out his hand a little shakily and touches it and sort of like melds his fingers into the grooves of the little etchings. What did I find? What is it? I don't know. It Maybe it's like a really old coin or like a map? Like a, a treasure map? You found treasure? Y yeah. Caleb found the, the treasure. Adam splashes over. Sawyer's like down on his knees, like like elbow deep in the water, gets splashed by Adam. We found treasure! And wipes his face from the splash, stands up, whips his hands off and starts running over. Can I see it? Ivy like holds it away. No, we found it. It's ours. Yeah, it's ours. He like lashes out a hand to grab it from you. Ivy's way too quick for him. <laughs> Ivy, just let me see it. No. Yeah, Adam's the commander knight. Yeah. It's ours. Caleb and I found it while you guys were being stupid over there. Yeah. I find frogs and I give them to you guys sometimes. It's not finders keepers. Ivy like jumps onto Adam's back and like holds it up out, out of his reach. Ivy, stop playing around. Let me see it. Fine. And she like loops her arms around his shoulders so that she's holding it like right in front of his face. He reaches up and he tries to take it from your grasp. Look, don't touch. Ivy, I want to hold it. Caleb, can Adam hold it? I screw up my face, scrunch my nose up, and then I, this like little smirk starts to form because it's very rare that I get to have power over my older brother. I make a show of like tapping my chin Hmm. Caleb, I swear. Well, I guess you can hold it for a minute. If you promise to give me a piggyback ride home. What do you think? You're just looking at Caleb. Sawyer's just shaking his head now. I put my hands on my hips and stare at him. 
He looks at Sawyer, shaking his head. He looks back at Caleb. More than one minute. Two minutes. Piggy right back home. And I get two of your Chips Ahoy cookies. You can't just add stuff like that. Yeah, you can't just add you stuff. You can't just add minutes. You offered, and I made a counter offer. That's how it works. You don't get to just add And I counter offered your counter offer. You can't do that. Ivy just is holding it above his head and just going, nan, 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 <laughs> No, you don't. That's not how it works, Caleb. You either say yes to my counteroffer or you say no to my counteroffer. You don't add something else. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> Ivy just jumps off of his back into the water. I think Adam dives after you and like tries to pin you to the ground and rip the thing from your hand but i also think that i'm gonna have a role for adam for lash out physically to see if it if he's able to because you're so strong if this adds to anything when i see him doing this i'm going to retrieve my bark shield that has been floating aimlessly in the water as i've been searching through the muck and i'm going to try and full body tackle him with my shield okay then i think i need you to roll lash out physically too Sawyer takes a step back all the way out of the water and then just clutches the sharp part of the end of the stick with both hands and just like stares at the three of them and is very nervous. I got a nine. As Adam is lunging down to pin Ivy to the ground, Caleb comes rushing with this makeshift shield and like cracks against Adam's side, throwing Adam sideways I think the husk of bark kind of splits and cracks with the impact and Adam like slams into the water and you just hear him go, ow! He's wincing and he kind of sits up and he looks and there's like a massive like cut slash gash in his arm from where it hit against a hard rock under the water and it's just like dripping blood. I have like nearly face planted in the water. I, I, I come back up see this, see him bleeding like this, and I immediately start rushing toward him. Caleb, get away from me! Stop! Don't touch me! I'm sorry! I didn't mean... I didn't mean... Uh, <sighs> are you okay? No! It hurts! Well, what do I do? Just leave me alone. Ivy is, was under the water when this happened. She was actually filling her mouth with creek water to, like, spit in... Adam's face and then all of a sudden he's not there so she like waits a second to see like what's going on you know like when you like look through water up at the sky and it's like green and shimmery and she's just kind of like chilling there and then he doesn't come back so she like sits back up her mouth is still full of the creek water and it's kind of in her nose and um so it takes her a second she like has to find him visually and she like whips her head around and sees Adam and Caleb arguing and sees the huge cut. And she like spits out the creek water and like can smell the blood. And she's like, she knows at this point, like what she feeds. Her dads have told her about like how dangerous it is. And so she just like locks eyes with Adam and then jumps back into the creek and like starts swimming as deep as she can. Sawyer sees this whole scene in like hyper slow motion of just like the impact of the shield and like blood spurting out and Ivy's like face just like emerging from the water and everything almost sounds slowly like this 
horrendous cacophony of like bestial noises like everything that happens sounds like animalistic to him and he grabs the edge of the stick as ivy gets up out of the water and looks to ivy and looks at the blood and begins to like shakily get the stick ready to throw and i'd like to roll for keeping my cool okay yeah roll your 2d6 and add your cold I rolled two ones and get a plus zero. I would also be looking for an alternative while this is happening. AKA I'd be looking for some sort of like brog or noise or something that I can deter the situation with. Because I don't want to <laughs> throw this stick. In this moment of, of literally one day later seeing the truth of what your dad told you, even though you didn't really understand or want to believe it. You saw your friends become something that you had never expected them to be before, which isn't even necessarily true. It's not like you none of you had fought before this moment. It was just put into a different light. The fear has overcome you to the point of like shaking. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I am definitely not prepared for any of this. And you do throw the stick but you don't have good aim. And Ivy has also kind of darted away swimming through the creek. So it doesn't land. Both Caleb and Adam noticed that you had thrown a sharpened point weapon at your friends and are probably just, I know Adam at least, is looking up at you just almost like eyes confused, mouth dropped open, like in the process of trying to rub the blood from his arm. I think... Caleb is too focused on trying to figure out how to fix Adam's wound, like rifling through his little drawstring pack to see if there's anything that he can use as a bandage or like if there's a t-shirt or something like that, something to like just put over top of it, that it's not until Adam stills that he takes note of it. And then he's like, what, what are you, what? and then follows his eyeline to where Sawyer is. I'm like removing myself completely from the situation if I can. Okay, yeah, do 2d6 and uh, add volatile. I got a three. Caleb has noticed Sawyer. Adam says, what are you doing? And Ivy, as you like dive down underwater, you get a mouthful of iron tasting water from the blood that has dripped into the creek. Ivy's dad's like train her, you know, to an extent. Um, but other than like feeding on her friends, she hasn't really been feeding on hot blood. She doesn't really encounter it very often. Um, and like never this much at one time. And she like something, it just like comes over her and she like rips out of the water and starts rapidly approaching Adam and, uh, she looks like a little monster fairy thing. Like, she looks so small, but she's, like, drenched. Her pigtails have, like, two streams of water running off the ends, and her teeth are bared. When Adam looks at me and says that, I am, my eyes dart to Ivy. <sighs> and Adam looks at Ivy and sees her rushing him. And there's like a recognition that comes over his face that he hadn't realized that this was a big deal. It like really hadn't clicked, even though you all know. And I think he's stunned. I think also, I think for all of you, maybe this is the first time Ivy has been aggressive about it. It's usually a 
ask in a mutual thing. I think he like shoves Caleb away out of whatever harm's way could happen and tries to put hands up to like snap Ivy out of this mindset that she is in. I plunk into the water. Ivy rushes to Adam and like grabs onto his wrist of the bleeding arm and like licks up the the stream of blood that's been coming down and uh, like latches her mouth onto this wound and and she she starts to feed on him. She's kind of like lost in it. Like she's not very aware of her surroundings. There's a moment where Adam gets really tense and like puts a hand on Ivy's shoulder as if to try, but like with effort, she is immovable. And he just looks up to Sawyer and goes, get out of here. Oh yeah, I was gonna try to run away anyways. <laughs> oh, I am fucking hauling ass. Like I'm, the fucking gravel is skirting out from under my, my feet and I am like falling. I scrape up my knees that probably lead to like maybe a trickle of blood. <laughs> And I see that and I, I push myself forward like a runner at the start of a track and head for my bike and rip that off the ground and start going back through the woods. Not not going slow down any of these hills this time, just full on leaping. After he tells Sawyer to go, he looks at Caleb and says, go with him. No, 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 no. He tries to get up and rush at Ivy. Roll lash out physically. So that's an 11. <laughs> You rush Ivy and are like just hauling ass, able to like bulldoze her like over across Adam. Um, I think in doing so, her teeth are kind of like ripped out of his arm, which makes the bleeding even worse. And Ivy, you're kind of stunned for a moment, giving Adam enough time to like get up and try to grab Caleb to pull, like start running. And you guys are splashing through the creek up onto the bank, just sprinting back to where you tossed your bikes before you went on this adventure to find an axolotl. And it takes a few minutes, Ivy, for you to kind of like snap out of the bloodlust, snap out of mm-hmm. being stunned by being tossed and thrown around. And you find yourself sitting alone in a creek, chin and neck kind of covered in blood, hearing the distant footsteps of your friends running away from you as ivy is sitting there in this state she looks over into the water and sees an axolotl it is a long and mostly silent walk through an expansive cave system every so often you can hear the nails of a rat running across your path or a bat that squeaks as its wings flap too close to your heads, but for the most part, you can only really hear the sound of dripping water and the shuffling ahead of your group. The three of you, Sawyer, Caleb, and Ivy, are in the backs. You have seen a few lights flick on in front of you as your parents have turned on flashlights to help lead and guide the way, but you three are a little bit separated in the back from all of them. I'll pull my phone out and turn the flashlight on and kind of hold it up and in front of us so we can see where we're stepping. I'll do the same and just get the spots that Caleb, Caleb's phone isn't reaching. Ivy reaches into her pocket to do the same and realizes that she doesn't have her phone on her. Fuck. What? Are you okay? 
yeah, I'm I'm fine. I just I, I don't know. I, I lost my phone. I guess in the craziness. It's fine. It's you just have to stick together. You yep. You said it's spot on. Actually, sometimes I think that the two of you just share a brain. I'm not jealous of it. I just it's it, the two of you just are so in sync. Sometimes it's insane. I was just gonna kind of look down and smile. I look at Slayer and smile. Yeah. So. How far is this gonna go? Hold on, let me, this is gonna be weird. And Ivy lets out like a low whistle. Just like a little like do-do-do. And then there's like a beat and then it echoes and it's like do-do-do. You know what, with that, as, as Ivy's saying like, oh, this is gonna be weird. Like uh, Caleb's about to roll his eyes and then that happens. And then it's like, <laughs> if I could uh, use my fucking heightened senses ability <laughs> to listen to the, the sound reverberate off of the walls and see if I can get an idea of how huge this place is. Roll with your dark. It's a five. Yeah, you can hear it for quite a while, but it seems like at a point it bounces off into multiple like paths. So there's just no context of like a, a straight path. Like stick my finger in my ear and pop it. This, this place is big. Yeah, my dad's taught me how to like figure out how big something is that way, but I'm actually not that great at math, so. I think that's more for like ballroom sized locations. She like tries to focus and like lets out one more whistle, but her head is just pounding. She's like, sorry guys, I got nothing. You hear a voice come echoing back to you from the group. How long is it going to take anyway? And then you hear Daniel Moore say, be quiet, Adam. I involuntarily just... He's really acting up. It's getting worse, if you can believe it. When Caleb says that, Ivy like whips her head at him and just like stares into his soul. She doesn't say anything, but she really looks at him like questioningly. She just says, yeah. um." I'm sure he's just nervous like the rest of us. He doesn't get nervous. Adam doesn't have nerves. He barely has thoughts. Everybody has nerves. I don't think that's really fair. What, that he doesn't think? He's the most impulsive person I've ever met in my life. Yeah, but I still think he gets scared about things. Do we really need to keep talking about Adam right now? We don't. I guess not. Great, perfect, thanks. And Ivy kind of like walks a few a few beats ahead of them. What's a good traversing into the depths of a possibly magical cave conversation? Are you watching any new TV shows lately? Um, kind of in a show hole. A what? A show hole. It's not landing. It's just like a present situation joke. Hole, like a cave. A cave is like a hole in the ground. Ivy just like calls out over her shoulder. We get it, Sawyer. Okay. Caleb's just like blinking like this dead uh like at first it's confusion confusion and then it leans just into the like this ha- you have to be fucking kidding me like look so your versus gaze there is i think just this awkward tension that kind of permeates the three of you after that attempt at conversation because i think the three of you are coming at this with very different intents and purposes and also just a general confusion that you thought you were in on the family and you're finding out a lot of new information all at once well it's weird that we've never met wyatt before anybody else think so 
It's weird that other people know about us and we don't know about them. Not just Wyatt, but Kai, whoever that was. Have either of you seen them around before? They're like our age. No, I would remember meeting her. No. How many people do you think know about us then outside of Wildmore? Or inside? Well, we are the three families. I just assumed everyone kind of knew about us, but not that part. Now it's not looking like that anymore. I mean, there could be other people, people we go to school with, adults, maybe even teachers that know. There's no way. There's no way. How can you be so sure? We've been keeping this secret since we were kids. I've been, Ivy, like, for some reason, blinks back tears suddenly. I've, I've been keeping this secret so carefully, and my dad's, and I mean... I feel like I would know, right? Like, we, we would have to know. Everybody else can't be in on it but us. We might have done our part, the secret business, but that doesn't mean that our parents, I look at Sawyer, grandparents, whoever, have been as secretive. I was thinking the same thing. And he, like, looks down a little bit, like, almost acting like he's focusing on where he's stepping with the light, trying to look at that, but there's this, like, kind of disgruntled, just frustrated look that sets into his features. I barely know what I am some days. Who's to say that other people couldn't know? My dads, they they have a lot of friends. Like we're we're not exactly rare. And there's and they have rules and and we have rules and the families have rules. Like the rules have to be followed. There's no way. Well, where we're going I think that might tell if the rules are still in place or not. Caleb looks back up and over to Ivy. Yeah, your dads do have friends. Do you know someone named Gregor? Yeah, Gregor's kind of been a part of our family for years. Is he like you guys? Um, honestly, I, I, I never asked. But like, you've met him before. You talked to him? Not just whenever we got dropped off at the hospital. No, I mean, I've like, I've seen him around, but now that you mention it, I, I, I don't think I've ever really talked to him directly. Why? You guys have like a, I mean this in the most literal sense. This isn't anything mean or whatever. It's just, you smell. I smell. Not like that, like... Ivy smells her clothes. You smell really good, like, all the time. You have the best perfume. Thanks, Sawyer. You're different than Sawyer, and you're different than people we go to school with. Your dad's, it's more. Yours isn't as much, but it's different. Like that, okay? Okay. You you kind of smell, too. Really good. You smell the best. No, actually, it's like... It's like I mean, I know you, like, switched the natural deodorant thing, but, like, maybe you should, like, go back. I just don't think it's really working. Oh, my and, like, God. I, but the, it's I mean, not... it's the same thing. Like, I, you do, you smell, I mean, you, it changed. It's like a crypt, Ivy, okay? You, you smell, like, like, deep something underground, like rocks and stones and dirt and something that I can't describe, okay? I'm not talking about that. That's kind of hot. Sorry's like, looking literally up in the air, like, how is that... <laughs> I snap my fingers. If you, Ivy, come back to me. Okay, come back just I'm for sorry. a minute. I'm sorry. Please. And I really, I do apologize. I just like, I've been really ruminating on the deodorant thing and I just wanted to, <laughs> she like <laughs> bites back a <laughs> lot. Okay, I'm sorry. He just, he like almost like stops walking for a minute. One of his hands is still held above him with the, with the, the light from his phone. And the other one is just like over top of his face with like 
his two of his fingers like gritting into his brow and trying to like rub like he has a tension headache all of a sudden. <laughs> but I get I do get what you mean. I mean you smell like like if you say dog, so help me. I was gonna say like warm, like meat. Okay, you had me in the first part. Like cooking like 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 hot bread and like steak. It's hard to describe, but I get it. I do. Decadent. Maybe. I, I was kind of a weird word, so I, I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah, that was really weird. But thanks for the contribution with your human nose. It's actually kind of stuffy in, in here right now. Yeah. Ew. I heard that go back into your brain. Jesus. Um, why, why were you telling me that I smell? Gregor smells like something, too. That's something different. Really different. Like bones and ashes and sand and old, old, old. Something that's been locked away for a long, long time. Like cigarettes in a garage. Your color commentary is amazing. Just spot on everything that you've said this conversation. Thank you. I'm just trying to be a part of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, d I don't know what he is. I don't know what a lot of things. I'm still trying to figure this out. I'm going off of nothing. It's like I'm making up rules for myself and the world around me every day. But there's other people that aren't us here. I mean, we just saw two more. I think there's a lot more at work here than just three families. Ivy like looks up, kind of like squints. So uh, there is something that I didn't tell you guys about the night of the party. Mm -hmm. In retrospect... I probably should have brought it up. So, do you remember that bus that we passed on the way to the car? Yeah, when we were leaving. Yeah. What was that? When I came back to the party, I investigated. There was a girl there, and um, she was... Oh my god. Really just... Super, like, super your type? Beautiful, yeah. Like, you know, she had, like... Whole '90s grunge thing going on. Oh, that's cool. Come back to me. Yeah, come back. I come know, back. Right? Okay. Okay. I'm coming. I'm. I'm here. Okay. So I. I talked to her and I invited her to come back to the party with me and like. And she said yes. And then we like went off the bus and then I turned around and she was gone and the bus was gone. What do you mean? It disappeared into thin air. Like I stepped. I stepped off the bus. I heard her footsteps behind me and I turned around and it was just all gone. Like, it wasn't even there to begin with? Like, there were no tire tracks? Did you, like, or... put your hand out and check just to make sure it was just, like, it was still there, but it was just invisible? Like, invisible? Yeah, it was an invisible bus? Invisibus? There's no such thing as an invisibus. Why is that the weird thing? A bus disappeared! Why could it not be invisible? It just disappeared, okay? It was it was truly gone, believe me. And there was not, I mean, there was no, like, wind, no sounds, nothing. It just disappeared. Do we think that's something? Yep, that's something. What was that that Kai said about the barrier? Do either of you know about a barrier that's here? Because this is the first time I'm hearing about it. No, I've never heard of it. The barrier's flickering? Yeah. I mean, if you're thinking about it like a game, right? Like, you're casting a shield, an AoE effect that's going to take up a large space. It probably needs a lot of power funneled into it to keep it alive, to keep it working. If it's flickering, stuff could get in. Look, I'm I'm gonna be super honest with you guys. I have no idea what's going on with my family right now. 
it's really freaking me out. I'm the last one to hear about anything, and I'm kind of used to that, you know? But, like, this is a little bigger. I think at least they would, like, consider telling me, because I'm supposed to be their person now or whatever. I don't know where my aunt is, and I don't know where the idol is. I mean, with my aunt, maybe, probably. But if she's not here, if she and it got out, could that have busted it? Broken the barrier? I think there's a good chance. I'm also a little worried. Now, uh, if things can get in, that means, I mean, there was just recently a murder, and... Not everybody's nice that wants to get into Wildmore. Do you think the murder was supernatural? I don't know. There was a lot of blood. I know we're not, I know, I, I watched that video a few times. Yeah, me too. You know, it's probably like disrespectful or whatever, but it did seem different. I mean, you know, there's fights at school, but there's not shit like that. Why would that have happened? Do you guys think that, um, that we're in danger? I think the vampire and the werewolf and their best friend are gonna be in Target. Um, it was, yeah, I guess it's more so the next people in charge. Right. We are also that. So great that we are so filled in on everything, too. Yeah, what the fuck? Just love that for us. Hey, but you guys are, like, super strong. Yeah, and super, oops, I ripped your head off. This isn't good, what I do. It's not good. Ivy, like, clenches her fists. Um, I'm, 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 I wouldn't want to use this if I didn't have to. It never goes well. Well, at least you guys have the option. No, Sawyer. She, like, holds his hand. Sawyer, we will protect you. We would never do anything to hurt you. You know that, right? Yeah. I know. And Sawyer just kind of, like, loosely grabs your hand back, like, without full confidence. My control isn't good. I'm trying to work on it, but I'm still me when it happens, and I want to protect people still. I think I just take it too far, but you're safe, okay? I'm, I'm a little bit more worried about when you guys aren't around. If someone's looking for us, or dangerous people are getting in, there's not much I can do. That's going to be different from the night of the party. Your voices start taking on a different sound quality. And you hear Mr. Hook say, Well, here it is. And then Sarah's mom go, This should be a more happy time, your first time seeing it in person after hearing about it all of these years. And everybody starts kind of getting into a wider group as you enter a cavernous space. Stalactites hang from the ceiling high enough up that no one has to worry about hitting their head. And there seems to be some sort of natural or maybe supernatural blue light glowing in the room and everybody kind of turns their flashlights off. The source of this light seems to be both from just like literally the crease where the walls reach the floor as well as from this stone structure that sits in the middle of the room. There is a moldy, wet stench, almost like decay, and Bast and Gabriel's noses both wrinkle. Something is definitely wrong, uh, Daniel Moore says. In the stone structure in the middle of the room is this wide, unassuming basin. It's not polished in any way as if it were man-made, but 
looks like it had grown up from the ground, like the way the stone twists itself into shape reminds you of roots. And then Bass says, the heart of Wildmore, and it's failing. And maybe the roots aren't roots, but maybe they're veins or arteries, a lifeline to the land. And everyone can kind of approach this structure. And you look in and all that sits within it now is a thick, black, sludge-like liquid. And it's glommed on to the stone. And it looks thick and putrid and sticky. Caleb kind of, well, maybe, maybe Ivy remembers it, this kind of like stutter of his shoulders, kind of like his hackles raising up a little bit. And that weird inhale like something getting stuck in the back of your throat whenever you try to gasp in a breath. He just stares at it, wide-eyed. Ivy instinctively, like, grabs Caleb's arm, and maybe not really understanding the association, but she does feel this, like, wave of protectiveness over Caleb. Hey, are you you good? He kind of, like, mutters to himself, I don't want this anymore, take it away. But clears his throat and says, I don't know, I remembered something. I, I don't know. Adam is kind of circling the group. His finger is like centimeters away from running along the edge of the basin. And he says, It looks like what's in the marsh. And Bast, in mere seconds, is next to him, slamming a hand into his chest. Don't touch it! And Adam kind of stumbles back, kind of hand on, like rubbing at his sternum. What? If it's the same stuff in the marshlands, I've touched it before. When that happens as well, Sawyer instinctively just like tightens his grip on his pants on the right side. Gabriel speaks up. What are you talking about in the marshlands? And Adam looks towards your guys' father and says, Dad, tell him. And Bass says, The marshlands on your property? Yeah, something's wrong with them. Adam, keep your mouth shut. And Bass kind of stands up straighter. No, please, Adam, go on. There seems to be more than one secret the Moore family is keeping from us. And after the young one here almost wolfed out in front of the entirety of their school, I don't think they have much leverage anymore. I don't know. Adam kind of just shrugs. It's been hard to keep them healthy. And if, I don't know, I just, I saw some of this stuff there too. And sorry, your mom kind of speaks up and says, well, has anyone else noticed anything like it? Any of this anywhere? Any new thing that doesn't belong here? Ivy looks at Adam says, well, I I did see a little bit of this, um, get the old creek, the, the mud, it, it just, it, it looked a little different. I thought it was just, I don't know, like erosion or something, I don't know. For some reason, she's very nervous, and she looks at her dad, and she's like, I really did, I mean, I didn't, it didn't look like anything that I would tell you about, or even really notice that much, but now that you mention it, I think it was there too. How long ago was this? Um... Well, I, I went there with Adam, so it was probably like six months ago now. And you didn't see it anywhere else, just the creek? All that I remember. Anyone else? Adam just goes, no, I mean, I didn't see it at the creek, but I uh, just saw it in the marsh. Bass just is kind of nodding. Six months ago. <laughs> and bears down a little bit on the moors. You were all ready to let this town, our home fall into disrepair for what? Pride? Fear? This place is falling apart and you're just letting it. This is our home. This has been our home for years and for your families for generations. Does that not mean anything to anyone? We built this place from the ground up. What was this going to accomplish? I ask. 
What was all of this secrecy's purpose? He points at Daniel. You are your sister's keeper. In this you are. We are each each other's keepers. Why do you think we have these stupid, vapid, pointless ceremonies that we all grin and bear? Because it's tradition. And tradition has always been the one thing holding us together. This place called to us and all we had to do for it to prosper was care for it. And you have failed at that. It feels like a low drone of silence just permeating the room. It's still the water dripping. Bath's voice takes a few seconds to stop echoing up at the ceiling. Caleb, your mom, is the first to kind of move out of the stillness and says, I believe they're calling them puncture wounds, Bast. I'd be careful who you start blaming for apathy. Ivy looks between the two parents. Yeah, just what, um, what is she talking about? Bast snarls, animal-like, his lips pulling back from his teeth, and you can all see his fangs distend. And he says, wolves have fangs too. And I think, Ivy, you're the only one that can hear this whisper in the air. Gabriel barely moving his lips as he says, Stai attento, amor mio. And I think you know enough of Gabriel talking Italian that you know this is a warning and that he's warning Bass to be careful. I look at my dad. He has not reached for anything, but there's a stiffness to his shoulders and his eyes are completely locked on Bast. I drop... Sawyer's hand and Caleb's arm to approach my dad's. What is she talking about? As you step forward, Caleb is going to move forward as well, but not in front of you, not saying anything, just at your side, right behind your shoulder. Sharon Moore crosses her arms, almost as if she's in a courtroom. The police, they're calling the wounds on Ryan Bishop's neck puncture wounds. Ivy looks between her dads, thinks back to that night at the party and how they told her not to come home, how she was accounted for, how Caleb was accounted for. And she claps both hands over her mouth and like stumbles backwards and like knocks into Caleb. You did it, right? You did it. That wasn't... Bass lips twitches and he just says again, as I said, wolves have fangs too. Dad, I was with Caleb all night. I, I... Oh, I'm not saying it's Caleb. Daniel, where is Sarah? I don't know where my sister is, Bast. I don't know how many times you're going to need me to say it to you, but I do not know where she is. But if you think that anybody in my family would do something like this, then you're obviously not looking at the greater picture. She took the stone. You all know that now. She broke whatever was keeping this place secluded to itself. You can see it missing, and he points at this basin, and there does seem to be one of the stones on the top taken out of place. Who knows what else besides wolves and vampires could have fangs? Are we gonna, like, play a guessing game here, or is someone actually going to, like, tell me what's going on? Do you know what it could be? Dad? Papa? Like, Ivy, you have to believe that I did not do this. She looks at her dad. It's just like huge eyes. She says, I believe you. I, I I just I saw something that night that Ryan and I don't I don't know what it was and you guys just you keep a lot of a lot from me and I don't want to ask. Her head is just 
pounding and her composure, which is usually so strong, it's just crumbling. And she looks at her dad's, she looks over at Adam for a second and she's like, I just, I, I, I believe you, but what, what are we supposed to do now? Adam, when you look at him, starts walking towards you, getting closer and comes right up to you and with a thumb wipes away a tear that's falling down your face. What did you see that night? Well, you guys told me not to come home and I, I someone was there and there was blood. I, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't anything I had ever smelled before. I, I, I didn't recognize it. I just, I know she like steps close to Bast and whispers quietly enough that only the vampires would be able to hear. She says, I know that sometimes things happen. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it was Ryan, but like what? was going on? Why are there so many secrets? Why aren't you telling me? Bass clenches his jaw and Gabriel says, not here. And Sawyer, you watch your dad reach behind and pull out this larger than what he gave you and train it on the vampires. And I think Sharon goes, whoa, what is happening? And he goes, right in front of us, they're keeping secrets and telling lies. I've had enough of this. I'm shouldering past Adam, and I'm standing in front of where Ivy is, and I am locking eyes with Mr. Hook. Do you want to step out of the way? I don't want to. Thank you for asking, Mr. Hook. Sawyer reaches down as quietly as he can crouch while everybody is looking at my dad, and that exchange is happening, and just pulls the gun from his sock and puts it behind him into his, into his belt. Caleb, then I would advise you to step out of the way. You're not the one here that's in any trouble. With all due respect, Mr. Hook, we can stand here and go in circles for the whole night. We can talk around each other about secrets and whispering and what we're all keeping from each other, but it's not going to solve what has already happened. My aunt has done something very bad, and I didn't know about it until you just found out as well. But I know enough about our family's about this town, about everything that we're supposed to stand for, to protect, to know that if we turn on each other now, we are never going to be able to fix this. I know I have problems with control and with everything that this is, okay? I didn't ask for it, but I'm not just going to sit by and watch when I think I can do something to help. I'm not going to step aside. I look down at my feet and grit my teeth. Sawyer... His mouth is completely dry, and just as Caleb started speaking, Sawyer had like like caught um, a word in his throat and looked at Caleb with a reverence of, I wish I could be as brave as you are and say all of that throughout that whole thing. Bast sweeps an arm out and tries to put you behind him. I didn't realize that we had to have a problem betwixt ourselves. William, you're not even really involved in this this time around, are you? You didn't have the stone to lose, and you don't have the stone to gain. So what game are you playing here? Ivy just cries against her dad's back. Feels very small, but also reaches out and, like, grabs Caleb's little finger and just holds onto it with hers. He kind of tenses for a moment where he was looking down at the ground, trying to hold himself together and not run like he so wants to right now. And your hand on his pinky is like a tethered line that's holding him still 
and present, and he relaxes a little bit and turns his hand so that he's holding on to yours as well. William Hook says, I'm not the one who feels the need to stand behind a child. And Bass says, I think we stopped letting them be children a long time ago, don't you? I know about your family's little tricks. I've been on the receiving end of them before, actually. Your great-great-great-great-grandfather and I didn't really get along. Let's just say that. So I'd put that away before you hurt anybody else. I'd put that away before you get hurt, actually. Because that's the next thing that happens here. So your dad glances over at you, sees you, like, prepped, sees it behind your back, sees you looking at Caleb, sees that Caleb's parents have, like, tried to step back almost in a, like, a surrender, like, we are not doing anything here. Adam is staring at this well of sorts, and William says, I don't trust you. I don't know if I ever have, but I definitely don't now. And Bass says, that's probably healthy of you. And William does put away the dart gun that he brought with him. My hands release mine, and I pull my shirt over. I, um, and I looked at my dad as soon as I start to speak. Does he look at me, like, angry that I'm even saying anything? He's just staring at Bast. The two men just are, eyes are locked. Big D, um, I don't think anybody should be worried about any games here, except for hide-and-seek. And Sawyer is, like, pitting hitting sweating the absurdity of sawyer in this moment has caleb usually he's like deadpan usually he like regards like puns and really just weird nonsense stuff with just like a really or like a raised eyebrow in this moment he almost barks out a laugh this like one note book <laughs> that just sort of churns up out of his stomach from pure anxiety and adrenaline and fear and everything. It's just Sawyer is always going to be so Sawyer and something about it calms him and kind of stresses him out. The bark of laughter in Sawyer's absurd comment works to cut the tension and it feels like William and Bass take the first breath that they've taken this entire time. And Gabriel claps and says, Well, since it seems like the obvious has now been stated, it's good to know for sure that there's no trust here. Great. How wonderful how we break history, our histories, our legacies. For what purpose? This is a travesty. And he glances to the well. This needs to be fixed immediately. We need to find Sarah and we need to bring the stone back. Because who knows what other kind of horrors could happen in the time being. So how about everybody, me included, Bast included, decide what's important, and we can deal with the rest later. Ivy's still holding Caleb's hand, and she looks up at him and just whispers, I trust you. She looks over at Sawyer and smiles and says the same thing. I trust you. Caleb squeezes your hand a little bit. He's shaking his head, kind of still struck by Sawyer. (laughs) but there's a smile, just barely. Maybe it's mostly anxiety, but sort of there. Sawyer gets a a very small wave of confidence that you see change in his posture after that. It feels like no one, while everybody wants to leave, no one is willing to be the first to go. They don't want anyone at their backs. And as everybody kind of slowly walks towards the cave tunnel that you all entered from, there is a sense amongst you all of how different this could have been. 
how Ellie's words at the beginning of walking to this chamber kind of ring true, how you had been told, especially Ivy, about how wonderful this thing was that you were one day going to be able to see. And then to come in here, not only it itself, the heart, be desecrated, but for then the people that you love to become aggressive and spiteful and hateful, clouded any idea that this was going to be anything else other than what it turned out to be. I am hanging around as everyone's leaving for Adam. I'm also hanging around for Adam. I don't trust any of these adults as far as my werewolf strength could throw them. So I guess I'm also waiting for Adam by proxy. I guess it's a good thing that you do. Because as everybody's leaving the room, you realize that he is not amongst them. You turn around and he has both hands pressed like knuckles white, firmly against the edge of the basin, shoulders like up and hunched with the pressure of leaning over and forward as he's just staring down into this sludge and putrid gobs of some sort of substance. And you can kind of almost hear it, Caleb and Ivy too, like squelch under where his hands are pressing down into it. Sawyer takes a step forward and says, Adam, where were you on the night of the quarry? I texted you. I looked for you. I couldn't find you. He says, Sawyer, can you hear it? What? Can you hear it? Hear what? You see his body kind of like lean even like more forward over the opening. I didn't kill anyone. Ivy like kind of breaks the line of the three and approaches Adam and like gently touches his back and is like, we should go. Adam? Caleb, can you hear it? I take a step forward and I'm so angry at my brother. I'm so fucking pissed off at this stupid dipshit pulling his stupid fucking pranks and stupid, stupid Adam. Stupid Adam is always the one that's always taking up all the attention, that's always drawing everything to him. Stupid fucking Adam. I can't believe he's trying to make a bit out of this right now. I'm gonna take a really deep breath in and exhale and the whoosh sound taps something in the back of my head of noise smacking against a rock against water dripping dripping i would like to try and stare into the abyss again to see if i can hear this the memory of whenever we were in the creek whenever i found that weird like coin emblem thing the sludge that i saw and i didn't say anything when anyone was talking about sludge and muck and goo because I thought that was all in my head, and it was, kind of. It was all in my head. It wasn't real. It it wasn't tangible. It wasn't there on my hands. I was trying to wash it off, but there was nothing to wash off because it wasn't there. But when it happened, I heard something. I heard whispers and cackling and laughter and voices, and maybe Adam is hearing that too right now. It's a nine. As you do this, the room around you darkens until Ivy disappears Sawyer disappears, your vision almost does tunnel vision into just you and Adam. And while he had been bent over, as soon as that happens, it's like your world glitches and he's standing straight up looking right at you. And you see these like veins of black just covering every inch of his body. And you feel this because it's so dark you can't see it but you like feel this shadow behind him 
you hear the same like low mocking cackle laugh weird discordant almost like nails on a chalkboard caleb moore i've been waiting to be introduced you know that i could make you better when i hear that voice and when i can sense the presence of something behind my brother there's still this running inner monologue fucking adam taking up all the attention doing everything for himself he's so selfish it's always about him it's always adam he's always first he's always adam and then i see him at eight years old and i see him at nine and ten and eleven and twelve and i see him with scuffed knees and i see him with bandages on his face because he's so stupid and he's so reckless and he makes such impulsive decisions but he's laughing and he's happy and he's holding my hand and he's pulling me along because he wants me to be there with him and he's such an ass and he's so dumb and i hate him so much and i love him so much and i can feel this like snap pop of my spine this fire bursting up through my body and down my limbs and I can feel my teeth growing too big in my mouth and there's this snarl that I'm holding at bay because he's mine. He's mine and no one else can have him. And you are pulled back out of that. Your brother's still leaning over and he flips around now in real time in the room where there are blue glowing lights again flips around you all see that his eyes have gone completely black and they're almost they almost look like they're like it's a moving liquid in his eyes and he seems to be looking at each of you but it's hard to gauge exactly where his focus is with how these eyes move and his head kind of cricks over to Sawyer who had originally asked the question of where he had been on the night of the quarry party looks to Ivy kind of smirks and then looks to Caleb and to Caleb says in a voice that sounds like it has an echo to it it's still Adam's voice <laughs> well I was pretty fucked up but I think I was fucking Alina in the woods when Ivy's dad tore out Ryan Bishop's throat We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to support our show, you can become a patron at patreon.com queerpg. Becoming a patron allows you access to our exclusive after show, where the cast talks about character insights and their own reactions to the episode, as well as a plethora of other perks. If you like the show, remember to rate and review. And to keep up with Queer PG, make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at QueerPGPod, and on Tumblr at tumblr.com queerpg. Until next time.